0: I've been really into podcasts lately, and I've been really into, like, writing and blogging. I've written a couple short stories myself that maybe or maybe not I'll share at some point, but now I'm blogging, and I don't even care if people view it. It helps me get myself out, and so I could be talking to myself. I'm probably talking to a couple of my friends that are being supportive, but, you know, it's just about how it makes me feel. So anyways, what is Allegory of the Cave? Well, let's dive straight into it. Allegory of the Cave is a theory brought about by Plato, and it is to help make sense of Socrates and other philosophers, such as his student at the time, Aristotle, and their understanding, the the people's understanding of where philosophers lie Plato puts himself as somebody who is outside of the cave. He puts Socrates as somebody who was outside of the cave and he puts Aristotle as somebody who, was, who would become outside of the cave. And I'm not sure that exactly they made it outside of the cave. I don't know if anybody's made it outside the cave, but in order to understand what the cave is, we must describe the cave. So at the bottom, there's a wall with images going across it and there's people in front of it That are chained up, watching those pictures walk by, and as those pictures walk by, they say what they see. So, if they see the shadow of a horse, they say horse. If they see the shadow of a pig, they say pig. If they see the shadow of a human, they say human. So on and so forth. Well, the images that are right, the images that are coming across the wall, are just people walking by with outlines. Or objects that represent these images so a cutout of a horse a cutout of a pig or a cutout of a human but the people watching the wall do not know this because the fire that's behind them that is that is projecting these images onto the wall make them look like the shadows of original things but they don't even know these prisoners are programmed to believe that the images that they are walking by are the true embodiment of what they are saying. They do not know that these actual objects exist. They think the shadows are the objects. Well, then there's the outside of the cave, the part where the prisoners never reach. This is where the sun shines bright and the sun sun is a representation of complete knowledge. The sun is a representation of purity, of the embodiment of understanding. And many people don't reach this. And I don't think Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, D.W. Bois, Martin Luther King, anybody that had philosophical ideas, I do not think that they have reached this point. I think they have come close. But I doubt that they've ever reached this point. Very likely there is somebody out there that made it out to purity and understanding and beyond what we knew, but as a species, we probably exiled them and made sure that they knew that they were not accepted by us because they thought differently. Well, anyways, the story goes that this one prisoner manages to escape and he makes his way outside of the cave to purity. He sees all these animals, all these trees. He sees life. He sees brightness. He's scared of the brightness because he's never seen it before. So a couple days he spends going back inside the cave until his eyes are ready to adjust and he'll go out at nighttime because it's dark and he'll look around and he'll see life. He sees this reflection in the water. It's his first time seeing himself. Everything is so different. He is so ecstatic, he has to go back and tell the other prisoners, help them escape. So he goes back and he tells them, and the prisoners just look at him and think he's been delusionalized. They think he's crazy. They think he's gone insane, and that something up there has a power over him that is making him insane. So they kill him. They literally beat him to death because he saw the real thing, but they didn't believe it because they still believe that the objects on the wall were real. So that's kind of the gist of Allegory of the Cave. But now I wanna allude that to what maybe we have as a current day, because Plato lived 2000 years ago. So a lot has changed in 2000 years, but that analogy still remains That's one of the strongest analogies to humankind. Throughout all of humankind history, we have made it to where the allegory of the cave can be proven true. So I wanna allude this today to the current political climate of the United States. The United States has two main parties, the Republican party which has conservative values, and the Democratic Party, which is a liberal party, and it has progressive values. Both of them believe in their own things, and they're probably both right in many different ways, but neither party will understand each other, and we are so polarized as a nation that all of us think that we've reached that level of purity when all of us are still prisoners. So in this, in this analogy, the prisoners are the parties. Any member of a party, Libertarian, Whig, Republican, Democrat, Green, any party, these are prisoners. And the people walking across showing images are mentors teachers parents or anybody that helped create the political ideology of those prisoners because those prisoners are forced under a political ideology and they think that their way is right and they've learned that from the beginning and being attached to a party has made them polarized in their own way And then there's the media, which is the campfire lighting up the images that show this, that show the shadows on the wall. The campfire is the media. So it's your TV, your radio, your books, magazines, anything that gets the message across. And then of course, there's the people who reach outside of the cave and who reach purity. I don't think anybody's reached purity, but if they did, they would probably be banished by us because we wouldn't like what they're saying at all. Because as a species, we have yet to let that happen. Socrates was killed, and this is why Plato really made Allegory of the Cave. Socrates went around his his city of Athens, and he would tell everybody his philosophies. And explain to them how he's educated. And he was not gloating. And he was not bragging. Somebody actually asked him if he was the smartest man ever. And he tried to quiz people all across Athens. Because he did not believe he was the smartest man. Well, he ends up on trial. Because he's proving people wrong. Left and right. And they're getting angry at him. And they're not accepting him. They don't like that he's right. So he goes on trial for... for having some type of power like a witch power of some sort not believing in god they pulled everything they could on him at the time it was still there were still many gods in beliefs and socrates did believe in many many gods so these accusations that were brought against him were baseless and they resulted in his death because he was a smart man, Socrates is about the only person that I would say made it outside of the cave. If I had to put one, if I had to put somebody outside that cave, because what Plato explains is that the prisoners were the were the citizens of Athens, people who were shown stuff by what they had learned their whole life. The objects were stuff that they had been shown their whole life, and Socrates was that one prisoner that escaped and got out, and he tried for years to explain it to people. But he never was able to get across from them. So Socrates is likely a person who made it outside of the cave. But I don't know if I would call it that. And I believe that that's exactly what we would do to somebody in today's climate. If somebody were to try to prove us wrong, we would ridicule them. We would call them crazy. And we would lock them up or kill them. Because I do not think that anybody understands what's outside of that cave. We're all prisoners of the cave. Thank you for listening and tuning in. Um, Look forward to my next blog, which will be accompanied by a podcast also. Have a great morning, a great afternoon, a great evening. Thank you.